0: spend your morning then coming to church and gathering with the community of faith. And uh, just even one of those things that we do is quite unique. And sometimes we just take it for granted. And that's uh, the singing part. You know, so we all do our individual stuff during the week. But this is one thing we all do together. It's corporate. And it may sound simple, but it's always significant that we sing together and worship God. And he always uh, makes things happen in his presence. So, it's always good to do that. Never get tired of it. Never allow it to become something It's just another ritual or another religious thing that we do. But keep his presence a priority in your life, especially as you go into a brand new year. Would you do that? So there's no announcements this morning. You'll be glad to hear. Are you glad to hear that? No, you love announcements, don't you? Because we're family. And it's not an announcement. It's actually just telling our story and getting connected a bit more. Um, we are glad you're here. If you're a guest with us this morning and you're visiting, if you're on holiday, you're, you're really welcome. Thanks for coming along, and we hope that you feel welcome. We hope that you feel um, the presence of Jesus more than anything else. Yeah, but please stick around straight after the celebration. We have coffee and tea and some refreshments for you. We'd love just to say hi and uh, for you to hang around for a while. Kids are in today, just to let you know that, so our service will be short. Er. And uh, we'll try and make that happen for you too. So uh, thanks for showing up again. Um, One of the people, one of the families that uh, showed up this year, I'd love to introduce you to them right now, is Boyan and and, uh, Didi. And the kids, are they coming too? Yeah? Sava, Anna, Robbie. Why didn't you welcome them? And uh, they're just a wonderful family, and you may know them, you may not know them, but I just thought it'd be good kind of just officially introduce them to you, the vineyard on our last Sunday. And uh, yeah, we had uh, the pleasure of having them around our house on uh, on Friday evening, and I hadn't realized just how short a time they've been with us, which is good, right? Because they just feel part of our family. I thought they'd always been with us. Well, not always been with us, but they've been for at least a year anyway. But uh, how long have you been with us, Boyan? Uh,
1: since the year? Yeah, since January. Yeah. Uh, so we are from Bulgaria, so, and um, so uh, we're feeling really welcome here since uh, the very beginning, so we want to say thank you for everyone, and uh, we have a very big heart, and uh, so uh, your hospitality and uh, faith and uh, support was with us through the year, so and uh, it was not an easy year for us. It was a new place, and so many things to set up from, from scratch. So And uh, that gave us a lot of anxiety and maybe uh, a bit higher levels of depression from time to time. But uh, let's say the service, the support, and uh, the conversation uh, like make us really feel like more than home and uh, really a place to belong.
0: Oh, wow. Hey, uh, talk about culture setting, eh? Conversation, which is the message right in the Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. And, and a place to belong and a home. He's fine and, and it's real. Do you want to say anything, Didi? Are you sure? Do you want to say anything? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Can we pray for you as a family? Can we pray for you? When you stand, let's pray for this beautiful family. Tremendous gift to us and our community faith. Great. Father, we thank you for for new friends and for new family that come year in and year out, God. And uh, we thank you for those who have come from different shores, different cultures, different communities. But we all have fallen forward in your mercy and your grace. And we are family in you, Jesus. And so we bless this family in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, would you fill them afresh? We pray that their hearts would leap, God, as they dream for a new year. God, that this would be a year of favor on them, a year of hope, God. And uh, yeah, just uh, the things that they've asked for, the desires of their heart, God, that they would see happen this year. God, that they would no longer feel like they're wandering or walking in the desert, but they would walk into the promises of Jesus and all that he's spoken over their lives from day one. So we bless them again, Father. We bless them with your favor. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. bless you. So it's my privilege to welcome Michelle. She's going to kick us off this morning. But before we do that, there's some other family business, which is not so uplifting. Uh, as you know, um, may have heard this week that uh, Isaac Keys had passed away on Thursday morning. Um, he passed away suddenly. And again, it's a family, you were there. The first people that were there with Isaac uh, for, in the early stages was Diane Cummings and then Cheryl and Michelle with him. Right to the end, and right till he left his home across the road, we were there with him. So, well done, Vineyard. Uh, we are family, and we're there in the good times, and we're also there in the hard times, too, in the tough times. So, um, Isaac's gone, unfortunately and sadly, and he's with his father in heaven. Uh, we were there for his send off yesterday, but his friend uh, for 20 years is here, Christine. So, uh, I would ask you, as a community of faith, just to do as you always do and comfort. <clears throat> and love and look after those in our community. And so I know I don't really need to ask that office, but just to keep it in your front and center as we press into in our year because there's things that, that just trip us up and we get carried away sometimes and things that are not really eternal. But always remember this, that relationships are always eternal and they're never taken for granted. So thanks for loving so well throughout the year. And uh, why don't we just pray for Christine right now? Chrissy. Chrissy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Good care. So, Father God, we thank you for your kindness and for your grace and your comfort. Thank you that peace is a reality that we walk in, not something that we experience when we come out of tough stuff. Your peace is not there for when we come out of mourning. Your peace is not there when we walk out of anxiety but it's right in every step that we take. It's our reality, and it's you, Jesus. You are peace. And so, Jesus, would you come comfort, uphold, sustain, Chrissy, in this season of difference and loneliness and newness in all sorts of ways. And we thank you for the family of faith, the community that loves well and leans in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Michelle.
2: Thankfully, Jason took off his jacket earlier. Otherwise, we were going to look like we had planned our outfits, which we most definitely didn't. He's got a jacket the exact same colour as my blouse. And I was like, you cannot be wearing that today. We cannot be doing speaking together with the same top on. That's just not going to work. And anyway, we thankfully I had a t-shirt on underneath. How are we all doing? Okay? Good. It's so good to see so many of you out this morning. Um, uh, here as we end up at 2018. Um, just as we are still taking up the offering, yeah, we're just waiting for the nod. Sorry, Darwin, you're just waiting for Just as we're taking up the offering, (laughs) thank you, good man. Um, Just as we begin just this morning's conversation, I would just love us to take a moment and just have a moment of gratitude and thankfulness for this year. You know, I'm sure your years have been like my year, like most people's years where there has been hardness and tough times this year, but there's always an opportunity to say thank you to our Father in heaven. There's always something in our life, there's always a, 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 something, a moment, even in the hardest years in my experience, even in the hardest years I've had, there's still have been times and moments when God has broken, even in the middle of those hard times, and I can be thankful to him. So why don't we do that, just where you are, just quietly, just, just take pause for a moment and just have hearts full of gratitude to our God for what he has done and what, how, who he has been in 2018 to us. And if any of you want to pray out loud, you're very welcome to do that. What a holy, quiet moment. We don't do quiet very well at the vineyard, do we? But that was beautiful. That was really lovely. That was really beautiful. So I'm going to read this morning as we jump in um, to our best of 2018, review of the year, whatever you want to call it. I want to read from Psalm 27. If you want to turn with it to it with me, you can, or it will be on the screen. Psalm 27. And here's the one thing I crave from God, the one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life as close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. In verse 13. Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. And that's not so good? He's so good. In 2018, we spent um, a good chunk of our time, probably from the summer on, um, we spent a good bit of time looking at what it means and what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. And maybe a better word for that, that we discovered was apprentice. What does it mean to actually live like an apprentice of Jesus? Um, And and one of the ways, and, and the way Jesus modeled it, really, when you look at the life of Jesus and how he modeled apprenticeship, discipleship, To his disciples, it looked like this. It looked he taught them how to be with him, to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what he did. And if you boil down discipleship, it's those those three things. It's about having a life that is revolving around what does it mean to be with Jesus on a daily basis. What does it mean in our lives that we build in those practices into our lives where we pray, where we practice solitude, where we, where we read scripture, where we lean in, where we fast, where we dedicate ourselves, um, even in silence, just to sit with Jesus and be with him and have this life that's cultivated around his presence. We looked at what does it mean to be like Jesus, to become the person like he was? What does it mean to be transformed by the Holy Spirit and become like him? And then the fun bit, the bit that as vineyarders, we always like to lean into first, but actually we need to do the other two as well, is to do the things Jesus did. Pray for the sick. See those who are in prison set free. To do the things he did. In 2018, um, also at around about the same time that the Lord began to speak to us about um, recentering our home again and our lives around the table. And what that meant to, to open up our home and open up our lives, to invite people in. Um, we had got really good at our home and our, and, our, and our table in particular being a place for our family. It was a place where we, we brought our boys up around the table. It was something that we centered our family around was our table. But the Lord really began to speak to us about opening that wider and actually being a, a place, not just for, for our family, but really to bring more people into. And as the Holy Spirit joined in that conversation and, and nudged us toward that, we realized that actually what the Lord was calling us to wasn't just for us, but actually for us as a church. And when we looked at the, the life of Jesus, it was, it was fascinating to me. When we began to look and, and see how Jesus did his ministry, so much of it was around tables. And for me, it was like my heart had always known it. I've always gravitated to tables. I've always gravitated to sit at someone's table. When I go to someone's home and I sit at their kitchen table, it's where I don't want to leave. Anyone else feel like that? It's like when they say when dinner's over and they say, come on, we'll get into the living room. I'm always a wee bit sad. I'm like, no, actually, can we just stay here? And I know it sounds like a cliche, but it so much is the heart of someone's home, isn't it? But as we began to look at scripture and we began to look at the life of Jesus and how he ministered was around tables with his friends, with his enemies, with the strangers, with the outcast, with those on the inside and the outside, what I began to realize was my theology caught up with what my heart had always known. And I love it. I love it so much. I love it when that when we gather around tables, but I love it as a family, as a church, when we gather around tables. And we've had some great celebrations this year. I'm thinking back to our Good Friday meal together, to our crazy 80s disco, will we ever forget? Those outfits, my eyes can now unsee those things. So as we prepared for our community groups in in September and we decided we were going to launch our community groups and at the center and at the core of those, we would gather round tables and we would eat meals together I was excited and a little bit nervous because none of us like change, do we? If I've learned anything in 15 years of leading a church, is that as people we don't really love change a lot. But I had no idea, I had no idea how amazing it would actually turn out. We heard back stories from, from your leaders and from the people who, whose homes that you were gathering and stories of of strengthened relationships. We heard stories of moments when when God broke into people's lives, when prayers were answered. We heard of communities, families around these tables who prayed for each other and see God answer prayers. We saw relationships deepened in a way that we couldn't have imagined. We were able to stand with each other some, through some really difficult things. For me, Monday night became my favorite meal of the week. Not just because you were guaranteed some amazing food to arrive at your house. It was great. It was like you just sent out a text message and all of a sudden dinner appeared. It was wonderful. um, And I loved that. I loved that we enjoyed the food together. But more than that, I loved that friendship deepened. And I loved that my table was full of people, but actually by the end of the Monday night, my heart was fuller. And just like the rest of you, we spent time talking about Jesus. We prayed for each other. And there was one night in our group, literally, we laughed from start to finish so much that my side was sore. It was unreal. It was like with tears. We didn't know at one time whether we were crying or laughing or what we were doing. And all the time, Jesus was there. On the nights where we delved deeper into Scripture on the nights where we interceded and prayed for each other, on the nights where we laughed till we cried, Jesus was right there with us, at the table with us. And I don't know about you, but I can't wait to do it all again. It was definitely, definitely one of my highlights of 2018. See, I got this picture this morning as I was praying for us this morning, and I saw a picture of a tree and a uh, there's lots of references in scripture where God describes us as trees. But I just saw this tree and it was representative of Vineyard Church in Gannon. And our branches go out wide, right? If you think about all we do during the year in 2018, there's many outward focused things Jason and I could stand here and talk about this morning because we do so much. As a church, guys, you do so much all year. And our, our branches go out wide. Our branches just don't go out wide into our community. But right now we have two wonderful hero families of Vineyard Church in the Cummingses and the Grahams who are currently serving the refugees in Calais right this moment on their Christmas holiday. Who does that? Who does that on their Christmas holidays? The Grahams and the Cummingses apparently, that's what they do. So our branches go wide, our branches go wide out into India where we serve the poor there and I just saw that in our community groups, and as we continue to gather around these tables that are sacred spaces, and we continue to deepen our roots into Jesus' presence, into his word, and in the community, that we will be able to sustain so much more than we could ever imagine. Because we need strong roots. We need strong, strong roots. Deep, deep in Jesus, rooted in Jesus, rooted in his word, and deep in family love. So if I could commend anything, and this is not an announcement for community groups because we haven't them organized yet for January, February time. But can I commend them to you? If you didn't get to one last year, can you make, make it a priority? Make it a priority. My life, honestly, genuinely is so much richer for the people that gathered around my table on a Monday night than without them. So now I'm going to invite Cheryl. And Cheryl is going to come and she's going to chat to ask about one of her highlights, just one. She texted me back and said, can I do two? And I went, no, you can only do one. <laughs> one of her highlights of 2018. I'm standing here too, so I can push you up.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a
1: trick.
3: I'm still not on. Yeah, hey, I'm on now. Brilliant. Are you all right? Well, tell your face, people. It's the last Sunday in the year. So amongst all the different things that I get the, the privilege and the opportunity to do, I get to go into prison, I get to go into the community, I get to go into schools, hospitals, shops, everywhere else, isn't it? Just wherever that you are that you bring the kingdom with you. But and of course Sunday mornings and stuff with vineyard kids. But one of the real passions of my heart is the schools. I hope I don't I'm not gonna cry. But, you know, to be able to go back into your primary school where you went to school when you were a wee girl, weirder than what I am now, is one of the greatest privileges that I have throughout the week. And every single Tuesday, I get the opportunity to go into a local school here. Sharon's looking at me as if to say, oh, you come to my class. And I get to go into P1 and talk to the P1s just to get them talking. They are so darn cute. Some of them I think I'd like to take home. Sharon would probably agree, yes, take them <laughs> on a Tuesday, and I also get the opportunity to go around the school and to pray and to love on the teachers, which is a real great a real great privilege of mine. It really really is not only that, I know that I've only got a few a few seconds more, but I actually get the chance to go in and to listen to reading as well, and I, I know that if I got up here and told you that 10 kids came to faith you'd be like yes brilliant that's fantastic and I don't know how many kids have come to faith in the past uh, year overall uh, in all the different schools that I go to but actually the kingdom comes when you actually sit one-to-one with a child and they start to love reading and whenever I see them coming and their faces are beaming and I encourage them and they walk away from me I've got five little kids that come from P4 and I listen to them reading on a Tuesday as well And you know, that gives me the greatest joy. One of the greatest joys in my week is to spend one-to-one and to listen to kids reading. Not only that, obviously I get to go into assemblies. Are there any kids here from Dungannon that go to schools in Dungannon? Are you going to even admit it? Yes, there's one. Zach and I, I always kept Zach going that I never could find him in Dungannon Primary. And he was always saying, I didn't go and work and he didn't go to school. But you do, don't you? And I get the opportunity to go into about six schools in the community, spurn Views, Bush, um, Howard, Dungannon Primary, integrated all those different schools to do assemblies. What a joy. It's a real privilege. And one of the other highlights, other than even doing reading uh, with kids, is actually getting in to do a prayer space in the school as well and to get all of the school coming in to one wee classroom to Sharon Moore's wee classroom to pray and have intimacy and relationship with God is unreal and really to be honest it's a little bit unheard of as well isn't it? can you remember having a prayer space in your school where you came in and you spent creative time and prayer with a God that loves you I guarantee it none of you did you? You didn't and that gives my heart joy that they would get that opportunity. I'm gonna finish now because I know you're looking at me but there are a lot of highlights right throughout all the privileges that I get to do and one of them that I'm gonna leave with you now is where we're joining together with the local school in Primary and every once a month on a Wednesday morning Jason loves children. Did anybody know Jason loves children? <laughs> The local school, Dungannon Primary, wait for this, sends a class to this building to prepare our food bank for the Thursday. And to be honest with you, that's the icing on the cake for me. The children, every class that has come in in the past three, four months, I have heard back that children are going home and telling their parents that they're not to throw out the clothes anymore. Or even food that they're not going to eat or consume or whatever else, but it's to bring it up to the food bank and to love those. And honestly, if you'd have heard the wee stories in that press cafe of children that have never even heard of a food bank and never really thought about others in our community that need help, it would warm your soul. If you're free one Wednesday morning, even in the month, to come up and see that happen, isn't that amazing? and that's the kingdom of God with our kids and joining with the local schools. I love it. I love it. What a privilege to go into schools.
2: Thank you, Cheryl. As they say on Tyrone, she's some girl for one girl, isn't she? She's amazing. Yep. Alan. There he is. I feel like we should give you a cheer as you come up here. Yeah. Should I tell you just to stick to one thing, too?
1: No, I get to say two things because I don't talk as long as Cheryl. <laughs> so I get the privilege, which is already kind of alien to a lot of people I talk to, of working with teenagers. Sometimes I tell people what I do and they're like, fair play to you. <laughs> but teenagers are great for all of you teenagers that are here, just so you know that. Um, so my first highlight, fairly shortly after I started in the role of youth pastor, we had Crash. Everyone know what Crash is? Give me a whoop. Most people. So it's now sort of our youth event, as we do give a day to Dungannon for the rest of you old fogies. Um, and basically... We do that thing of doing what Jesus did, what Michelle was talking about. Um, we go out and practically serve the community um, during the day, and in the evenings, then we have a little bit of teaching and worship and all those good things that we do on a Sunday morning, as well. Um, so one of the highlights of it after going out and serving the community, and just going to throw in there that I think Crash just just blows like the things like Summer Madness out of the park because we're actually going out. And doing, you know, it's great to be to be taught everything. But if you're just sitting in a chair all the time, then it's not much good. So we go out and do the stuff. Uh so at the end of it, we had Shan Charlotte? Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Curran, um, speaking. And at the end, on the last night, uh, she got up and she, she did her talk. And then she asked the kids, "Who's up?" for having more of the Holy Spirit into in their lives, because she had done a talk on the Holy Spirit. So I was kind of expecting like one or two. Teens tend to be quite shy when it comes to responding to things. Um, so I was thinking, oh, one or two, that would be great. And she said, so anyone who wants more of the Holy Spirit in their lives, stand up. And everybody, every single last teenager in that room stood up. Um, just hungry for more um of what was happening during that week, um or weekend. And like I, I could hardly keep it together. I just my eyes welled up just seeing a, <clears throat> a room full. Of young people, ready to go out and and do battle with God, um, so that was cool. And then Jason had me up and had all those, teenagers pray for me, um anointed me with oil which is kind of impractical because my good crash t-shirt got stained with oil and ruined but sure it's it's a good memory I should hang it up <laughs> uh, remind me of it it's like instead of building a stone pillar to remember what they did we just get oily t-shirts Um, so that was amazing Um, and I had a couple of uh, people during that speak the words of me about being father to the fatherless and f- starting LAVA like It's just so evident how many, how many young people don't have a father figure in their life. Um, so that moves me on to my next highlight, which <clears throat> seems small compared to Crash, but it's so big. Um, two of the young people in Lava, they're actually a brother and sister. Um, one of them came to church one week, and then the next week the other one came. And just at the end before he went, I asked you to pray for him and just said, if if God could do anything in your life, what what would you have me pray for? And he said, oh just, um, just to restore a few things. And so that's I didn't know what, so I just spread, you know, God just restore one thing in this weekend's life, um, this week, and then lava was on the Friday. So I was at lava and he came in. I don't know where I was, but he sat in the chair that I usually sit in to sign people in, and I spotted him, and he had a big beaming smile on his face. I was like, well, uh, Jamie, we'll say, for <laughs> sake of the, as a nearly let it slip, yeah, GDPR. Um, how's it going? He had a big smile. He's like, ah, something was restored this week. It's like, right? Okay, what? He's like a uh, couple of my friendships. I was like, right. And did you expect them to be? And he says, No and he says, Well, you see there's somebody who must care about you. Um and then he said, I know and I didn't even think he would <laughs> You know, for what, one kid to know that God loves them that just makes the whole the whole year worth it. So
2: In case you didn't already know, we could not, Jason and I could not do what we do without Alan and Cheryl. And I just really wanna honor both of you. Genuinely, you are amazing. These guys give more, give way more than they certainly get paid, and way more than that's asked of them. So you are amazing. Thank you so, so much for all that you give, not just to VCD, but to the community all year round. We absolutely love you, and you're amazing. Jason, just as Jason comes up, I just want to say, he's not going to say it because he can't really, but um, this year Jason was heading up OFC and uh, on top of being senior pastor, which is quite a, quite a task <laughs> in itself, um, but he was amazing in that he gathered a great team around him. So what I want to do this morning as well, just before Jason comes up, I just want to thank everyone that was involved in that OFC team. I do remember you coming and gathering around my kitchen table one night way back, probably September, was it? I think it was September, October time, just sort of to drill down, and everybody got their instructions and their orders, and they all went off and did it, and it all worked brilliantly. So thank you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Jason. And thank you, Jason. I do give him a lot of stick.
0: I will leave it to you. So good. What an amazing church, eh? You know what I love about this place? We are not shiny at all. We are not sparkly. We are not a PR machine, but we do have the Father's heart. And it's absolutely brilliant to hear your stories. And it's really authentic. And you know what? That's what people crave in our world. They crave authenticity. We are done with sales pitch. We are done with hype. We are done with trying to sell people Jesus or convince people that the kingdom of heaven is here. Uh, We're just here to be Jesus and to, in a real authentic and honest way, bring the gospel and the good news of Jesus here near and far. I love it. And if you're looking for a church, I know I'm a senior pastor and now it sounds like I'm selling something. I cannot recommend this place high enough. You will be loved, treasured, cared for, and grow in your faith. So I would recommend that if you don't have a home, that you would consider this being your home. Um, I want to push in, if I may, to some of the things that I really felt the Father speaking over my life and Michelle's life as the, well, if you want to say parents of this house. And then what we really feel that the Lord's speaking to us over a, a brand new year. So if this is not your home, please take what, I always think that sometimes like we just splash around in the presence of God and then some of it hits us. Just take it with you. Go with it. You know, I've been to places where people have had prophetic words and, and sometimes, you, you know, you want to wear the bright mustard top and get the person to point you out and all that there stuff. Uh, but you know what? I've been to places and I thought, I like that word. I'm taking it. So please do take it for your home, for your life. And if it encourages you to love Jesus more and people more, it's yours. And we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, Messiah King, Jesus of Nazareth. So um, there's one thing I want us to start off with, and it feels like... It's not so much a heavy thing, but it's a repentance thing. sounds like it's not a heavy thing, but it's a repentance thing. So what is repentance thing if it's not heavy? But a repentance thing is just that change of the heart, change of direction, posture of the heart more than anything. When Jesus came, he said, my favorite scripture text is probably Mark 14, Mark 1, 14. He said this, and it changed everything in a moment. The kingdom of God is here, and everything changed. And he said, repent before that. And what he was saying was, change the way that you think. There's a new government in town. Change how you see the world. Change how you look to the darkness. Change how you see people that are isolated and people who are disadvantaged. Change the way that you're living. Expect, expect heaven to come crashing into the now because I have arrived. And he was in the kingdom. He was the Messiah, but he was the ruler and the king, and it's his domain that changes absolutely everything. And so we had a conference this year. It, uh, it was our first Irish leaders conference. And uh, it was an amazing time. I think it was a God time. It was, uh, it was purely a sacred moment for us as leaders in the vineyard movement when we were celebrating 20 years. And uh, God showed up, no doubt, because when people gather around his presence and hunger for him, guess what? He always shows up, so there's no real big um, surprise there. But as we were in the room, one of the things that I felt that we need to do in 2019 as a local community, as a, as, a, as a people of faith, and Alan alluded to it. Actually, he didn't allude to it. He actually knocked it out of the park and clearly articulated this idea of following, of parenting. And, and when we were talked about legacy and we talked about uh the church in in Ireland I thought you know we've we've done something here in Vineyard Church Dungan that is small and significant but yet I think we've missed it. We've missed the celebration of it and also we haven't had responsibility in being good parents and probably that comes back on my shoulders and Michelle's shoulders. So repentance starts here. I'm changing the way that I think changing the way that we do life. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying in a gentle way but a good way you guys need to become the parents in a way for the Arma family. Because we launched that, we, we, we birthed that as a community of faith. And therefore, when you birth something, guess what you become? You become the parents. Now, it doesn't mean that we are the directives for their life. I have parents. I'm a parent. I have a parent. And um, we're adults. And that's how we do Christian faith it's adult to adult, not prescriptive, it's given choice and freedom. But fathers release life, mothers release life. They just don't uh, dictate, they just don't uh, prescribe. They actually, what a parent does more than anything else, Paul said that you have many leaders, but you have very little fathers. And and to have a father and a mother is way more important because what do they do? They naturally, they produce life, right? You don't need need me to give you a biological lesson this morning, do you? You're saying, please don't, Jason, please don't. Okay. I've taken that. But they released life. And, and what I want us to do this year is to not see Armagh, and I think sometimes some of us did. Let's just talk about the elephant room. Some of us seen it as something that was nearly taken from us. You lost friendships. And then we lost good leaders, and we felt, ah, oh, we're losing good leaders. But actually, that's not the case. The Father was birthed in something in the capital, ecclesiastical capital of Armagh and all of Ireland and we got to be part of it we birthed it you birthed it and so what I want us to do as a church and Michelle and I will certainly do it because we have now become their pastoral oversight within the vineyard movement this year for Gary and then Is would you pray for them because this is what we birthed, and we want to see it grow and succeed as every good parent does you want to see your children become the best that they can be don't you You want to tell stories off about them. You want to show off about them. You want to take photographs out on your Instagram and say, this is my tribe. This is my people. This is what you birthed. This is what you invested in. This is what you gave to. This is what you loved over. This is what you prayed over. And this is the result of it. We now have children and we'll have grandchildren. And so all I'm saying to you in a kind way this morning, and probably more to myself and Michelle, is that we would parent well. We would celebrate their successes we would cheer them on and encourage them. Now, listen to what I'm saying right now. right. Okay, this is what I'm not saying, okay? Sounds a little territorial. Let them go and do it. You come here on a Sunday, okay? I don't want to see you saying, oh, Jason said, you know, and so like half the church is over in our mall. No, 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 no. That part's over. You had your moment. You had your chance. Their books are full. There's no more membership oh, for you guys for 2019. Okay, there's only space for more here. But seriously, pray for them, celebrate them, talk about them, love on them, do all you can to encourage them. Because of what I've experienced and what our staff experienced and what most people, not even people that get paid to do it, but those who give their heart to it, church planting is tough. It's hard, okay? But it's exhilarating and it's fun and there's nothing satisfies more than seeing the human soul find its life in Jesus Christ and a community. Made the better for it. So would you do that? Yeah? Would you do that? Good, good. I hope that's encouraging to you that we do that. The other thing is that we want to do in 2019 is that we want to just stop again. And we want to put some anchors down. And what I mean by anchors is we're going to talk a lot more about that in this coming series of anchors for your soul and storms of life. Things that you need to know who you are, what you carry and what you're about. And what I've found in our culture and our generation is people do not know truth anymore. You know, there's fake news and people are, are skeptical and, and all that. And, and quite rightly so too, because we're driven by this thing called social media, which is a good thing and a bad thing. And uh, people are distrusting. And, and when stuff hits, when stuff hits and you watch it throughout the world, and, and, and the church of Jesus Christ is not exempt from it, when we get hit by stuff, I watch people, how they react. And you need to know that there is a way to react. There's a a place to bed your soul. And we sang that song today, which I love time and time again, never gets old, that God is faithful, his faithfulness. He's our rock in storms. And so all I want to do is, 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 as a leader of this house in 2019, I want to help you put some anchors down so that no matter what comes, that you know the truth of Jesus Christ, you know what you carry, you know who you are, you know your culture, and that you stand firm in all spheres of life, whatever it brings to us, whether that's celebration or whether that's trouble, that you know who you are, what you carry, and that you're the healthier for it. So can I encourage you, please come out next week as we begin that. So one of the things that we're going to do this year is that we are going to pour into you as a community of faith the Vineyard DNA the things that changed our life, and the things that Vineyard is not the only church in the world. We know that. One of the things that John Womber and the current leaders have taught us well is that we love the whole body of Jesus Christ, regardless of our labels or our denominations, that we see ourselves not as um, opposition or any way competitive, but our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And we love it. We absolutely love her in all her color and all her blemishes, and all her beauty. And so I want to give that to you too, is if you've connected with this church, I want to say as the father of this place again, love the church, love the whole church. It's tempting at times to get into conversation that's not wholesome, where we, we disregard her and we, we speak ill of her. But as a person who belongs to Vineyard Church, Dunganon, let only goodness roll off your tongue that brings life to the church near here and far. Would you do that? Thank you. Thank you. So we, and Michelle, we were going through this, and we don't want to be practice managers here at Vineyard Church Dungana. We want to be pastors that give you practice for formation that leads to transformation through our friend, the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me? We are not into best practice. We want to be people that bring formation to your life that leads to transformation through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it's so easy, it's so tempting at times to look around to see what's growing, see what's happening, and uh, all that's going on in our life and all that's going on in our world and, and just to run to the nearest thing and the best thing. But that's not our job. Our job is to point you to Jesus. To point you to Jesus so that you're transformed. Only He can change your life, right? I know this sounds basic, but only He can change your life. Jesus. And all we want to do is point you to Christ so that you're transformed and that your roots go deeper in that. We had a prophetic word this year, came late, but we're nevertheless thankful for it. Emma Kelly, give uh, Michelle a word that Michelle passed on to me. And I want to read it to you just in, in context of uh, what we feel the Lord's speaking to us over us as a church. And again, if this is not your church, if it's good, if it excites your heart, And with our blessing, and please respect your leadership in your place, in your house, go with it. Uh, and, And as they say in the Greek, give it Dixie. I felt that you and Jason now have permission from the Lord to pursue some of the things you originally had in mind for the church. I kept hearing your first love. Go after your first love. When thinking of this yesterday, you've been... You made me feel that things you wanted to pursue in the spiritual realm are realm wacky, not scriptural, not of God. But be reassured that you are spirit-led. You're after God's heart for His people, and you have proven that time and time again, you've tried to make certain aspects of church life more palatable, where in the past you would have relentlessly and fearlessly followed the Spirit. This wasn't wrong as you followed how the Spirit was leading I feel you now have the maturity to go after more of the Spirit in the church setting. That you're right to step back slightly, but it's a new season, it's a new year. Now of relentlessly pursuing the Spirit, in the Spirit and truth, the prophetic, healing, gifts, etc. Mainly I felt yesterday that you should should, know that it's okay to pursue stuff that you both have on your hearts. It's not selfish, it's not silly, it's good. Uh, And right from the start, Michelle and I are are spirit people, we're reborn in the spirit, so we're all spirit people, so that's just silly to say we're spirit people. You know, you you can't be born again, you can't have Christ without the Holy Spirit, that's just, it's impossible, it can't happen, it doesn't happen. So we have this hunger to see the supernatural, we were... I'm born on charismatic church circle. Love the vineyard. And what attracted me to the vineyard was we didn't talk about the power. We didn't try and hype anything up. We weren't trying to emotionally make something happen. But we were people that realized that the kingdom of God is breaking in. And there's no point in hype anyway. There's absolutely no point when the kingdom of heaven breaks in. People need to know and experience what is real. And I've already said that. And there's no more realness than Holy Spirit coming and touching lives and transforming people. So I hope that you're up for that. I hope that you're passionately opening your heart to the things of the Spirit. This is nothing new, by the way, but we are going to push in and lean in again. I'm going to show you a video in just a minute of the national leader of the Vineyard here in Ireland, speaking over you as a church, Vineyard Church, Dungana. And what he had to say... And the hilarious thing was that Michelle and I were not there on that night of the conference because uh, he was getting us to stand up and to look for us. And, of course, we were nowhere in the building because we had a 21st birthday uh, for Caleb Scott. So some of the things around that in 2019, in, in, um, it's, it's about this naturally supernatural. Pressing into the things of the Spirit again. Going after healing. going after, You know, sometimes disappointment stops us from pursuing those things. And sometimes fear of man, and sometimes trying to, you know, grow a church. But we're not here to grow a church. We're here to surrender to the voice of the Father and to lead this place into the presence of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. And it's that picture of the honeycomb dripping, that Holy Spirit image. When we pray for people, we're not trying to talk God into it. Do you hear me? So we're not going to be like trying new techniques. We're not going to be trying to talk God into doing some stuff here in the vineyard. We're actually going to let the Spirit of God drip over the community in this church. And not talk onto it. It's all about His mercy. And we want to stand onto the mercy. Last thing. And you've caught this. I know you've caught this because it's how you treat me. We're not superstars. We're not superstars. And in all sincerity, I love that you don't treat me or Michelle as clergy, as in perceived clergy. You know, you don't put us on a pedestal, thank the Lord. I just couldn't handle it. But there's no superstars. You treat us as friends and as your leaders. We love that. But we're not superstars. We're trying to build healing communities who in a simple way pray for people in their life. That's all we're trying to do. It's that simple, but it's beautiful. We're not looking for the next healing evangelist into full stadiums. That's not us. We're not trying to sell merchandise or clothing or anything or ministries. See, we are trying to build an army just of ordinary people who love Jesus, who are empowered by His Spirit, And who bring the kingdom of heaven here near and far and as the father released his son to earth the son taught his disciples to pray and he said this your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven let me finish up with this video um i gotta apologize for the sound quality um but if I just have your attention for a moment, because this is a really important important video for us as a church as we move in to New Year. Uh, it was taken by somebody on their phone and then sent to me as I was sitting at home and not in the building at all. But uh, um, hopefully you'll pick it up.
4: Um, I saw a picture of your church earlier in worship. And it was large. It was large. And it like... It had weight to it. It had like gravity and weight to it. And I just feel like one of the things you're to receive tonight is renewed faith for growth. I know good things are happening, but there's like a significant, significant church that he's bringing into being, and I think it's happening sooner than later. And it's been wonderful so far, but it is bigger. It is bigger. And I feel like your church is gonna just mold together kingdom impact, power of the Holy Spirit, wild stuff, and also deep formation. It's gonna be a church of depth and gravity, and it's gonna grow large. And I saw it as like the biggest landmark in your town. So Holy Spirit, would you fall on this church and Jason, Michelle, and Caleb, the 21st? Would you release power and anointing and faith and resources? We pray that there would be a large, regional, influential church with powerful worship, incredible compassion ministry. Holy Spirit, would your ministry be just exploding out of that church and even out onto the streets. We pray for healing and deliverance and dramatic conversions. We pray for the prophetic to be off the charts. And we pray that men and women and children could not exist in that locality without being drawn and attracted and knowing where Dungannon Vineyard is. And it is a home. It is a place of welcome. So receive the blessing of are Steve and Cindy here?
0: So we don't have to make anything happen, nor are we going to try and make anything happen, but we're going to lean into the promises of Jesus. And if this word is true, then we just relax and we go with the Father. Are you up for that? Yeah. So let's stand and let's just finish off our last Sunday. In 2018, may your hearts be full of hope. May you be expectant and dreamers of the kingdom and in the kingdom. May God give us supernatural faith to believe for healing, deliverance, compassion, posts all over this town and in this county. And may he do whatever he wishes in this house. May he have full and free reign in Jesus' name. Would you like to worship one more time?